Welcome everyone to week 11 of the fantasy football season. It is time for Waiver Wired. We are here to help get you ready to dominate your fantasy football playoffs because that's the season. I'm your host, Jen Piacenti, and with me as always is Eddie Spaghetti. And you may notice we have a very special guest if you're watching this live. It is Lawrence Jackson Jr. I am super, super excited about our show today, guys. Because, first of all, this is the first time I'm actually even virtually meeting um, the fantasy football lord. And for real, like, he's earned that name. Um, and I'm excited about it because I'm not sure that there's anybody in the industry that speaks as clearly and directly and preaches the truth as Lawrence. So that's why I'm here. And maybe this is like a totally... Um, ridiculous thing to say, but I decided I loved Lawrence when we were in a draft together and he kept sniping me. So it was like a love hate thing. I was like, he's taking all my players. And then I was like, Oh, that guy must be really smart, which is probably a totally narcissistic thing to think that I, I think you're smart. Cause you think like me. <laughs> well, you, you got me a couple of times too. So I was like, I was like, Oh man. <laughs> That's a fun league. So we're going to talk about that. Well, let's just hit some quick news headlines. Eddie, chime in here. Um, did we get any new news recently other than what we were going to talk about? Uh, I think the today's news, Kyler, they, he said he's inching towards playing. Uh, it seems like we have the Joe Flacco starting for the Jets news. The, uh, the, the Detroit Lions may have a backup, backup, right. backup, backup quarterback playing for them. Uh, so that's pretty much all the news for the day. Yeah, um, Tim Boyle taking first reps, it looks like, instead of Jared Goff, he was apparently out with an oblique injury. Robert Woods, you know, went out since we last did our podcast. Cordero Patterson now a game time decision. Um, is this guy human? Lawrence, <laughs> what do you think about Cordero Patterson? I was just thinking, man, when I saw this earlier that he was a game time decision. I was like, who is this Wolverine or something? Like, because, because when the injury happened, they was talking like three to four weeks or something like that. So even if he does miss this game, it puts in play that he could return like the next week. And it just got like, I mean, hell they need him. They need him bad because as we know, uh, behind him or, it, I guess it's a committee or what you call it, but we know Cordero Patterson is the man on the Falcons. And if they don't have him, then it's going to be much, be much left to be desired at the running back position. For sure. Actually, let's talk about that since, since we're on the subject, I don't know if this happens to you, but I get these questions all the time from people about whether or not they should start Mike Davis. And I want to be like, why are you even asking this question? Like, why would you start Mike Davis? I don't get it. And I look at the game on Sunday and he's being outtouched by Wayne Gallman. Not exactly exciting. What do you think is going to happen here in this, in this situation? Do you think that Gallman is going to take over the backfield from Mike Davis? And then of course, you know, obviously it's Cordero Patterson's gig, but if he's not there or who's going to back up Cordero Patterson? So if Cordero Patterson doesn't play, um, I'm still not going to trust either of the Falcons running backs. Uh, now, Wayne Gallman came in there and he did. Uh, he got carries early. A lot of people, if you didn't watch the game, you see the blowout. You see the 15 carries by Gallman. You might think, oh, he got in at the end. But no, no, no. 
all three backs were rotating and Mike Davis just ended up being the guy who only had four carries in the game. Um, but as I was saying is if Cordero Patterson does not play, I can't trust either one of them, especially versus the Patriots defense who's hitting on all cylinders. Now, Wayne Gallman does look, he did look a lot more explosive than said Mike Davis. And like you just said, um, I don't know why anyone uh, would start Mike Davis at this point. In fact, I <laughs> until this past week, week 10, was the first time I said it, hey, maybe you should throw him into the flex maybe. And then I realized why I haven't been saying that the first <laughs> nine weeks. So, you know, I'm, I'm off that. I don't – if Cordell Patterson plays, he's the man. If he doesn't – I'm off of any of those running backs. You don't know what's going to happen there. Yeah, I agree. By the way, if you guys don't follow the fantasy football Lord Lawrence, uh, you need to follow him right now. And also he is at NBC sports edge and he does these incredible TikToks. Your Instagram is also Lord. Don't lose. Right. Right. Yeah. Every, lose. every, every social media at Lord don't lose. Yes. Every social media is at Lord don't lose. It is phenomenal. Your videos are phenomenal. I love them. Um, and speaking of those, I want to talk about Cam Newton. Now it says that he is trending towards starting this Sunday. I like him as a pickup on the waiver wire for a lot of people. I think his schedule moving forward is really favorable. He's got a couple matchups with the Bucks, Miami, and right. then of course this this weekend versus Washington football team, which is also versus his former coach, interestingly, um, watching the football team surrendering, uh, you know, allowing tons of points to opposing quarterbacks and wide receivers. Everything looks good. I know there's concern about Cam's shoulder, but, you know, I think he can hit DJ Moore. He can hit Christian McCaffrey over the middle. Um, What is your take on Cam Newton? Do you like it? Oh, yeah, definitely. First off, I'm just happy he getting another shot and, Quite frankly, this is uh, the group that he'll be playing with as far as offensive weapons goes. This is the best he's ever had, even if you include the year he won MVP and went to the Super Bowl. You got an elite running back in Christian McCaffrey. You have a receiver in DJ Moore who was on the rise. He kind of slowed down, but he slowed down as Darnold start, Sam Darnold started to crumble. Um, we saw Robbie Anderson have a career year in 2020 and he just disappeared uh this season you saw him screaming at Sam Darnold uh in week nine so now that Cam is back in the fold even without playing just him being in the room again is gonna rejuvenate that team it's gonna rejuvenate the offense we saw him on the sideline leading the team in the breakdown or whatever um, as far as on the field goes, and you mentioned the matchups he has. He also has another match with the Falcons in there as well. So it it looks good. As soon as they said he was meeting up with him, I went to my Superflex League. I picked him up <laughs> before before they even played the game because he was um, a free agent and everywhere, you know. So um, I, I like the I like it going forward for him. The rushing upside, obviously, right. is going to be a big thing. You get them right there near that goal line, and mm-hmm. that's damn near money. So I like it a lot. 
Yeah, I dig it too. I like your take on Robbie Anderson. So I have Robbie Anderson in one league. Uh, It's my Sports Illustrated League. And I didn't start him last week, of course. It was the first week I didn't start him. I finally got fed up enough. And of course, he was great on my bench. That's how it works in fantasy football. Mm -hmm. Um, But I got encouraged. I thought, I don't know, maybe because Robbie Anderson was fantastic last year, like you said, with Teddy Bridgewater who's, you know, a good quarterback, a very competent, good quarterback, but he's not like a What did you say? People ain't trying to hear that, though. I know they are. I actually really like Teddy Bridgewater. I think he's got like the second best or third best completion rate on the season. And Teddy Teddy B is so underrated. I'm actually really not sure why they let him walk and decided to go with Sam Darnold, but that's obviously a whole other conversation. So I'm thinking that I know people talk about Cam's shoulder and and all that business, but I can't see Robbie Anderson getting any worse. Exactly. Did you, you see the, them in the, the uh, post game uh, presser, he's there with Cam Newton, Cam Newton pull out the, uh, his phone and take a selfie with Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson can't stop smiling. He just so happy that Cam Newton is there. He was loving it. He was like, yes, we needed this. His, his exact words, we needed this a thousand percent. So he, he ready to go. I love it. I absolutely love it. I hope it, I hope it helps because it would be amazing if Robbie Anderson comes to light down the wire for your fantasy playoffs and he's available on a whole lot of waiver wires because people got frustrated and cut him, which I can't blame them for. Like you had to do it, but if you still happen to have him or if you're able to pick him up, who knows? It could be a a really good, it's a really good dart to throw is my thing. If if you have fab and you want to pick him up and you can at least put him on your bench, I would a hundred percent do that. Let me ask you this. Would you rather have, Robbie Anderson, or we love to play this game on this episode on this podcast. Allen Robinson. I'm gonna go Allen Robinson. You'd go Allen Robinson because Darnell Mooney's got. I mean, sorry, not Darnell. Justin Fields looking better. Right, and that's exactly why. Um, because first off, we're gonna take this. How I see it. Who's the better player? It's Allen Robinson. Right. I might have felt different a few weeks ago, but like you just said, Justin Fields is coming along. He had his best by far uh, passing performance versus the Steelers, and that's a good defense, and he had him on the brink of victory, if not for 90-some penalties in the game. You know what I'm saying? So that, like, if you ask me that question right now, I feel a lot better uh, taking Allen Robinson over uh, Robbie Anderson right now for sure and you know Allen Robinson is supposed to be the wide receiver one on your team right. hell that's what he is it just hasn't worked out this year Robbie Anderson n- never has right. been that never really gonna be that an excellent he could be an excellent wide receiver too that's a really good point Justin Fields now finished two weeks in a row as a top 10 quarterback top yes. five a week before the bye he's rested I like this matchup with Baltimore Ravens actually they've surrendered the 11th most points to opposing quarterbacks um we saw what happened to them on Thursday and I don't think they're always going to be that bad but I'm kind of encouraged by Justin Fields and that makes me feel better about Allen Robinson and now I feel better about Robin Robbie Anderson and these are two players that have been I don't know really troublesome to me uh, throughout the season. So I'm hopeful that they're both uh, on headed in the right direction. Um, I just got an offer for Allen Robinson. So that's how I know he's uh, he's trending upward. Somebody tried to trade, trade him away from me. 
In a redraft league or in a dynasty league? Redraft. Redraft. Yeah. I love him. Um, okay, so one more question I want to ask you about. OBJ, um, what are your expectations for him going forward? I mean, like what happened on Monday, I think no, if you actually started OBJ on Monday and were expecting a big game, then that was just dumb because right. that wasn't yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Some, some people probably had to start them. Yes. But like you said, you shouldn't have expected exactly. much. Now, it looked good in the beginning because they found him two catches for 18 yards in the first quarter. And then that ended up being, you know, all he did in the game, but they get the bye. He'll get into the offense a little more. That should help him out. I mean, there was that whole, you know, scandal, if you will, of Troy Aikman saying that maybe OBJ's presence is freaking out Matt Stafford and <laughs> is causing like, d- you know, dissent in the locker room and we all saw that on Twitter, right? It's yeah. crazy. They said that because Stafford threw the ball 41 times and Odell <laughs> Beckham got three of those targets, three. <laughs> so I don't know how distracted Matthew Stafford, he be, he was distracted by the opposing team's defensive line. That's what he was distracted by because he was throwing it all over the place. That was his distraction. It was, it was no deal. Like if you're, if you, uh, if you ready to drop the hammer on Odell after one game, uh, that that's just crazy. Like I said, let him get into the bye week. He he just showed up two hours ago. I know. So he he'll be all right. Um, with with before Robert Woods uh suffered his unfortunate injury, I felt like OBJ could play himself into a a flex play type of player. Um, now I feel like you know, he could turn that into some wide receiver two action just based on the offense uh, that he's in. It's not run based like Cleveland. Now he does have to click with the quarterback, but I don't think he'll have a problem with that because I think most of us believe that uh, Matthew Stafford's a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. Is that how we feel, right? Probably. I'm pretty sure that that is a unanimous feeling. Although I don't know, there are still Baker truthers out there. Uh, Baker truthers better learn the truth. Uh, yeah. I don't know if they watch. I don't know if they watch this past game against the Pages, but I, hey, where do I know? I know. I'm telling you, I have been off. I don't know. Like if you know me, for those of you who followed me on social media for a while, you know that I cannot stand Baker Mayfield. It just <laughs> I, I can't stand him. I would never have him on my team. I would never even put him in a DFS lineup. So, um, and no, it wasn't OBJ that was making Baker suck. He just sucks. So sorry. Sorry, it Browns fans. Is, is what it is. Hey, in hey, OBJ may never recapture what he, what he, and sure. be what he was in, in New York, but uh, Baker Mayfield is about to soon find out that he wasn't the problem for that. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, did you lose Robert Woods anywhere? No, no, no. Um, I did. Yeah, it's <gasps> uh, man. It, One of which is the GST. He was just coming along. <laughs> I know. I lost him in GST, and I took the loss this week by like fractions of points. It was just I lost Derek Henry and Robert Woods in that league. Hit! Oh my god! Yeah. Look. Are you still in first place? No, I fell to second place. I know. Get it together. 
Yeah, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. We're going to be fine. Dak is Dak is coming through for me. So I don't know. Cross it'll, 11 be, it'll be just as good or better in week 11 versus the Chiefs. Oh, looking forward to that so much as a Cowboys fan, especially. Um, well, they won't have to leave. He won't leave the game as early. Probably. Yeah, hopefully, because that did cost a few points for everybody when the starters go out of the game. Obviously, they got too big of a lead. So speaking of playoffs, um, we're headed there. And hopefully, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you're headed there, too, or you're trying to get there and you are fighting. And that's what we're here to help you do. So I asked Lawrence to help me um, pinpoint some players that we think will really help teams down the stretch into the fantasy football playoffs and maybe these are even players that you can trade for i know a lot of trade deadlines are approaching um so it is something that you need to think about what schedule is coming forward because as you get into those later weeks you don't want to just like kind of be like oh no now i have nobody because these matchups are terrible and there's a bye week and blah 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 so help us out who you got so uh at, at the running back position um I think when Kareem Hunt comes back from his injury, uh, he'll provide a big spark for uh, fantasy rosters everywhere. Um, he was he was RB nine in PPR scoring before he went out. Now uh, some of the matches that he'll have down the stretch include some tough defenses like Green Bay and Pittsburgh. However, when him and Nick Chubb are together, Kareem Hunt is at his best. We saw him in a game this season. Uh, without Nick Chubb, and it didn't go as well. But when those two are working together, he is at his absolute best. And uh, I think if you were able to trade for him while he was hurt, um, that'll pay off. Or if you held off for him, held held off on that and held on to him, uh, it'll pay off for you as well. Um, also, Javante Williams. Now, everybody's like free Javante Williams of Melvin Gordon. But no, this is a great thing. Uh, The committee is a great thing, first off, for the Denver Broncos team, right? Um, Melvin Gordon's RB15. Javante Williams is running back 25. But the thing is, Javante Williams is really starting to show uh, what he thought we could be recently uh, versus the year Cowboys. Unfortunately, he ran wild. Uh, all over them and as they uh get down the stretch they got matchups that include uh Kansas City mm. uh, and Detroit so those are some times when he could you know he could turn up a little bit you know as the season gets closer to the end they start leaning on those uh younger guys a little more and so he those are a couple of guys on the uh running back end that I think could help us down the stretch that's a great point. That's what happened last year with both Cam Akers and Jonathan Taylor. You saw the team really start to lean yeah. on them. And for those that held on to Cam Akers, it really, really paid off. So I love that. I also love that you mentioned that Green Bay's defense has been really good this year. I was just checking it out. Past the last three games, I think they've allowed an average of 13.3 points scored. Um, and that's that's hard to reset because last year we were targeting them all the time, like running backs versus Green Bay and blah, blah, blah. They, they've actually been really, yeah. really strong this year. So it's not an easy matchup when someone's playing Green Bay this year. And that's something to reset. Kind of hard to do. Like, who was it against, too? Like Russell Wilson yeah. and Kyler mm-hmm. Murray. So it wasn't against just chumps. You right. know? <clears throat> yeah. It, it, they, they are they are becoming a real defense. We uh we gonna t- talk a couple of receivers or yeah. let's do receivers. Couple of receivers. All right. So um, I like T Higgins down the stretch. 
Uh, I like him big time. Um, the Bengals are ninth in total yards in, uh, in passing as we enter week 11. Uh, what most people don't know is that on a uh, av- uh, per-game basis, T. Higgins actually had averages more targets per game than Jamar Chase. So it's really – they both average over eight targets a game. Uh, T. Higgins at eight and a half targets a game. Uh, he's got matchups versus uh, KC – Two times against uh, Baltimore, and uh, we, I'm sorry, another man. They already played Baltimore, but they got Baltimore uh, coming up again. And we saw what they did the last time that they played against Baltimore. And speaking of Baltimore, uh, I like Rashad Bateman uh, going forward. Uh, I actually like him a lot. It mm-hmm. would be cool if you know they let him start the game instead of my boy Sammy Watkins. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's another one. He's since he's entered the not the league, but since he's come back from his injury, he's been able to play. He's averaged seven targets. And you see at the end of the last game where they were getting smoked by the Dolphins, he got it going at the end. If they can involve him earlier like they should, then I see big things for him coming as well. I like that too. And he's still available on like 50% of waiver wires. So you might even be able to just put in a claim and grab him. I love Rashad Bateman. Let me ask you this right now. The Ravens are obviously the favorites to win the AFC North, but the Browns and the Bengals last I checked were both plus 500 to win the division. Who would you take if you were taking an underdog? Are we including the Steelers in this too? You can include the Steelers too. If I wasn't going to take the Ravens, I would I would take the Bengals. You would, me too. Yeah, I would take the Bengals. Um, it's hard for me to just picture, uh, especially right now, unless the Browns could really turn it around, it's hard for me to picture them right in their current state making it to the playoffs again and since the Bengals already beat the Ravens and they know they could do that and convincingly if I had to take another team it would be them do you have any concerns about the Ravens team after Thursday night like you have oh, certainly about Lamar? certainly yeah definitely um like I said and, and you know me I'm gonna I, I will talk about Lamar Jackson until the wheels fall off but when he's leading an offense, you have to score more than 10 points. We can blame the defense, right? But you got to figure we know their defense isn't good. So for them to give up 22 points, the Ravens, you got to win that game. You got to adjust to them uh, running zero blitz. You know what I'm saying? Because now teams are going to do that until he starts eating that up, which I think he will. But um, once he – Lamar in the offense will be fine, but – can the defense play well at the same time is the question. They almost lost to the Vikings a week before. Right. Because the I defense mean, gave up, you know, 31 points. So Yeah. Three double-digit comebacks this year. That is phenomenal, but Lamar shouldn't always be in that situation. And right, yeah. I think we were all hoping for it Thursday. We're like, oh, this is going to be another double-digit comeback. But, mm, no, not it, – it yeah. did not <laughs> – did not look I didn't even think he was going to be in a position to have to come back. I know. That's what I thought, too. I was like, no problem. I'm laying the points here, taking the Ravens. There's yeah, like no yeah. issue. 
What about the Chiefs? Did you like what you saw? Like, do you think that they're kind of on the right path again? Because I have been so frustrated with them this year. I've never been a huge Chiefs fan like everybody else. Um, yeah. But, you know, are they back? It's over them? for everybody else now. <laughs> they should have buried them when they had the chance. Raiders, you had the chance to really mess up their morale. Now, all of a sudden, they're six and four again. The Chargers just lost. Right. You just beat the Raiders. The Broncos just lost a few weeks ago. It was looking like that division could be up for grabs. Um, But the Raiders came into that game as a top 10 defense uh, against receivers in fantasy. And uh, (laughs) we saw how that ended. Like you just you had it. You had it. Teams had a chance to shut the door on this team. Now six and four to them, they're like they're feeling good. So it's yeah. definitely going to be an interesting game with them and the Cowboys because I feel like the Cowboys, even though they've only got two losses, they got to feel like, yo, if we win this game, like it's like people will really take us serious now. Even though you should already been taking the Cowboys serious, but now now the Chiefs need it because they need to you know keep their record good. You know, but it means a lot to both of these teams. So that's definitely the game of the week. It's definitely the game of the week. It's got the highest points total. Um, I'm sure it will do something crazy that we don't expect. Like one team's going to get blanked because that's what's been going on the last couple of weeks. Please don't let that happen. Please don't let that happen. I know, right? Don't let that happen. Um, Who do you think? So Kansas City's favorite, I think last I checked by two and a half points. Who do you think? Who in your gut? Who do you think takes it? That's a Kansas City at home, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like because Kansas City needed more, they're gonna step up to the plate. They're gonna step up to the plate and, and win that game. Yeah. And I'm not gonna be one who says, but I wouldn't be surprised if because clearly we wouldn't be surprised whoever <laughs> wins the game. So if <laughs> but I'm gonna uh I'm going to pick the Chiefs because if the Cowboys win, like, I, I don't see how, you know, who who would be a better team in the league than them right now? Maybe, the, like, Cardinals. Would you say Arizona? Probably. Probably, because they did, they missed Kyler Murray. Right. This past week. I don't know if there's a team better. I'm not going to put hold too much weight on the Cowboys getting ran over by the Broncos because every team at this point, that's happened to every team at this point. So right. if the Cowboys do pull out the victory, I don't see how you don't say they're uh, the best team in the NFL. I think this is the right t- time to uh, wrap this up because you just said exactly what I want to hear as a Cowboys fan. If they beat the Chiefs, we need to say that they are the best team in the NFL. Uh, I mean, I, obviously, I, I would love to believe that, but it, it has been really exciting to watch the Cowboys this year. I mean, the the takeaways, you know, Trevon Diggs. I mean, yeah. the Diggs brothers in general. Like, hey, that's that's a good gene pool there. I think so. Congratulations! Yeah, I, I wish I was their brother. Right? I mean, <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to any of my four brothers that just heard that. I'm happy to be in a No, nah, they ain't going to hate. They ain't going to hate. They aren't going to hate. They're going to totally be like, yeah, Jen, <laughs> you'd be better off as a digs. <laughs> 
Um, okay, everybody, please follow Lawrence at Lord Don't Lose. Thank you so much for coming to chat with us. Um, it was awesome, as always. For real, you guys, uh, he writes for NBC Sports Edge, and you got to follow his Instagram because he's putting out videos all the time that are just like spitting truth and just make it so simple because we talk ourselves out of things. Like you said, I'm not going to be one of those people that says, but I wouldn't be surprised if no, just don't. And that's how you win your leagues. You just make decisions and you just stick by them. You don't waffle. You just like keep making decisions and grow with it. What's the worst that could happen? Everybody take a L, you know? That's right. That's totally right. And you got to like commit to yourself. So thank you so much for joining us. Have an amazing week. I hope you come back and visit us sometime. You too. Definitely. Appreciate it. Thank you. That was Lawrence Jackson Jr. from NBC Sports Edge. Give him a follow at Lord Don't Lose on Twitter and on Instagram. He also does a lot of TikTok. So anyway, one of my favorite people, I just think he speaks it. As it is, as I've said multiple times. Okay, everybody, we'll be right back after this quick break. Eddie, let's talk about playoffs. Let's do it. How are your teams and are you going to the playoffs? Uh, I am. Uh, I'm very happy in my main league. I'm, I'm seven and three. I've been lucky. You know, sometimes you, you play those teams that have a bunch of injuries or bye weeks. Just they're they're not scoring points. And my team was just getting by. So I've had a couple easy weeks in a row. Uh, I do have a couple of questions, two questions with two yeah. players uh, that kind of revolve around my team. First one, start with the quarterback here, Mac Jones. So Mac yeah. Jones obviously drafted 15 overall. Probably you could argue the least amount of buzz out of any of the rookie quarterbacks Definitely. going to a team with a strange group of receivers. They traded away their best running back to, yeah. to the Rams. Like, and, you know, they're, they're big free agent signings for signing two tight ends uh, and credit to uh, Hunter Henry. He's been pretty good this year, but it's, it wasn't really a very inspiring offense, but he's been playing great, especially last week. I know really have a couple of tough games coming up here, but Mac Jones, like going forward, is it time to just be like, he actually is really good and he's going to be a, a, a valuable fantasy quarterback going forward. Do you buy into it yet? I am buying it. Um, I think he's putting on a rookie of the year campaign. Now, here's the thing. I don't think you get like a huge ceiling from Mac Jones, right? He doesn't give you any rushing upside whatsoever. And and what he does is basically he does, he's a perfect fit in the Josh McDaniels offense. So like, yeah, he threw for three touchdowns last week, but only 198 yards, but a ridiculous 82.6% completion rate. So the guy is definitely trending in the right direction. And it helps that his defense is so good too, right? They're allowing what? 12.3 points per game across the last three games. That's sick. Totally sick. So they're they're in the right position and they have a good matchup with Atlanta this week. So I do think that Jones is someone that we can buy into that's going to give us a decent floor. I don't think he's ever going to be someone like, say, Cam Newton. Cam Newton is someone that could give you a little more in the fantasy world from week to week, right? Because he's going to do the rushing touchdowns. He's got bigger playmakers. Like you said, far better weapons around him. You know, DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, all of these people that can help him out. Um, so yeah, I like Mac Jones and I think he is someone you can probably, I'm actually starting him in a league this week. Cause I have no Matt Stafford. I, I'm the same exact scenario. No Stafford for me. And yeah. we'll so I'm starting Mac Jones, uh, keeping with the Joneses here. I made a nice little trade handcuffed Aaron Jones, uh, with AJ Dillon and, uh, Dillon was a guy coming to the league from Boston college. I mean, he's a load. He's probably close to 250 pounds. People thought third down, short yards back, goal line back, you know, could vulture some touchdowns, 
but uh, he had a ton of carries, like over 20 carries last game. Not going to catch the ball as much as as uh, Aaron right. Jones will. But do you see AJ Dillon? If let's just say Aaron Jones is out for two weeks, which it seems like he may be, uh, you know, who knows? Hopefully shorter. But do you see AJ Dillon keeping that up? But he's going to be. Yep good because of the amount of carries or do you see maybe his role expanding in the passing game at all but how do you think uh, Rodgers and company will will use uh, Dylan well, on offense I think he probably will expand in the passing game there have been one or two games where he has been used a lot as a receiver unfortunately it's only been one or two games so you're like where's the consistency here but they haven't needed it because they have Devontae Adams they have Aaron Jones etc cetera, etc cetera. Um, but I think I mean he did you see his little fire turn on when Aaron Jones went out and he was like oh my god I get to this like the understudy going on you know you're like like, um, Sutton Foster and like, you know, the, the woman who was originally supposed to be thoroughly modern Millie. I know you guys all love when I do Broadway references, it, it really applies to all you fantasy football fans, but you know, Sutton Foster was the understudy. She came on, she defined that role. She became a star, right? That was the light in AJ Dillon's eyes <laughs> in that game. I saw him. He was like, Oh man, I get it all to myself. He was amazing. And he's really talented. I like him a lot. I think he has top five RB upside for the next couple of weeks. Of course, it's Aaron Jones' job. But remember in Green Bay, they've always been kind of frustrating because they do split that backfield a little more than it seems like they need to. Like Aaron Jones could handle a bigger load. But they used to do this with Jamal Williams, too, you know? So there's room for AJ Dillon. I think he's a great ad. I think it's fantastic. You have him. You never know. It could end up being the rest of the season that he's the guy. We don't really know what's going on with Aaron Jones. Now in the past, when he's had this similar injury, he hasn't been down that long. He's a pretty chef guy, but you just never know. So I think Aaron, AJ Dillon's great. Plus they may just take it a little easier on Aaron Jones. As Lawrence said, you know, a lot of times we lean on the younger players as we, we go down the stretch. And that may be what Green Bay does, especially going into the playoffs, which they'll certainly be going into. I uh, know. Uh, that's great. That's music to my ears. So I'm glad I yeah. uh, made the trade for him. And I think I do think he'll have a, a pretty nice uh, stretch here too with uh, AJ Dillon. Yeah, I think so, too. Um we can, you know, I'll just run quickly through waiver wire in case you're missing some Rams. There's not a lot of teams on by this week. So the only reason to do most of the reason to do waiver wire this week is to just kind of build that depth because you never know when like COVID's going to strike and you're suddenly going to be without, you know, Aaron Rodgers or Ben Roethlisberger or whoever. Hopefully you're not rostering Roethlisberger and trying to win, but you know what I'm saying. Um, so quickly, quarterbacks to t- take a look for for this Sunday. Cam Newton, Tua Tagovailoa, Justin Fields, and Mac Jones, all with great matchups and all of whom are available on the waiver wire in most leagues. So there's one. Donta Foreman is someone you want to take a look at. He actually got the bulk of the rushes for Tennessee, and he looked the best. A simple eye test said he looked the best for Tennessee. Houston is such a soft matchup, and you may just want to have him going forward because, you know, you, you can't replace Derrick Henry, but maybe it's your best shot. Wayne Gallman is one. If you need a running back that could be an option, he's going to be free everywhere. You can just stash him on your bench. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, total beast mode on Sunday. Got a lot of opportunity. Now Damian Harris is going to be back. And we know how Bill, Bill Belichick is. But I think Stevenson is too talented to leave on your wire. And I think he can be a flex play. Uh, Ty Johnson is someone you may want to stash in deeper leagues. Jamal Agnew continues to be the number one targeted wide receiver in Jacksonville, not the number one targeted player, because that's actually Dan Arnold. Uh, if you're looking for a tight end, Dan Arnold has had double digit PPR points in 
four of his last five games. So you can definitely take a flyer there. Jamal Agnew, though, he didn't catch any of his five targets. He had trouble connecting with Lawrence. He had, I believe, 78 rushing yards and a touchdown. So he is basically the guy we all hoped LaVisca Chenault would be. (laughs) And then that just didn't work out for LaVisca Chenault. So he's kind of a secret secret weapon over there. Brian Edwards, I love the way he looked. in some of those big moments for the Las Vegas regulars, they're still looking for their, you know, deep threat with no Henry Ruggs and Deshaun Jackson, you know, uh, didn't have his a great audition in his first outing one catch one major fumble. So bad news there, but you know, maybe he'll get better. Robbie Anderson, we talked about and Cole Kmet is another tight end that everyone should take a look at. He has seen 18% of Chicago's targets while playing 85% of the snaps. And that's what you're looking for when you're looking for a tight end. You're looking for opportunity. You're looking for a floor. And he does seem to be one of Justin Fields' favorite targets. And Justin Fields looks like maybe he's finally starting to get into a groove. I think David Montgomery coming back helps that a little bit. Just helps the team's identity a little bit. So that's where we are. And now I think... We should head to some questions. Do we have any questions coming in, Eddie? We got a uh, ton of questions here. Thanks, everyone, again, for tweeting at us at Extra Points Pod, yes. at Jeff Pianchenti, at Edward L. Murphy. Uh, good news for listeners and viewers. We are now also on Twitch. So your questions now, can you ask them through Twitch? We'll get them here on our stream, uh, as well as our Extra Points Facebook and Extra Points YouTube account. So uh, thanks again to everyone who's uh, asking our questions. And we'll start off here. A question from Tony. Um, with Cooper Cup on bye this week and other injuries, who do I plug in at the two wide receiver spots? Christian Kirk, Alan Lazard, Rashad Bateman, or Williams? So you've got two wide receiver spots? Yes. Okay, so I would still go Mike Williams. I'm assuming that's Mike Williams. Right. And then I would go uh, Rashad Bateman. All right. Uh, next question here. Concern for Kyle Pitts owners, short week, likely no slash limited Corderell Patterson, Belichick's defense. Would you start Kadarius, Tony, or even Jarnus Johnson uh, over him as a flex in a PPR league? That question coming in from Oscar. So Oscar, yeah, I have concerns about Kyle Pitts. I have concerns about Kyle Pitts on Thursday because Bill Belichick, just as you mentioned, takes out the number one receiver. And if there's no Cordero Patterson and no Calvin Ridley, then that leaves Kyle Pitts. In addition, they've only New England has only allowed 29.5 receiving yards to opposing tight ends all year and something like a I think it's a 52% catch rate to opposing tight ends. So then you might argue, oh, but he'll line up as a wide receiver a lot of the time. Okay, well, they've allowed like a 57.1% catch rate to wide receivers. So no, it's not a good matchup for Kyle Pitts. It's hard to sit him, but this is a flex spot. So yeah, I would probably try to take the upside. I mean, I don't think to Ernest Johnson's going to, you know, Chubb's going to be back. I think he's going to rule that backfield. So I might take um, Kadarius Tony versus Tampa Bay. Now Tampa Bay has been better as of late. They have, but Kadarius Tony has some big play ability. So, you know, again, it's, it's your, your call. I do not feel particularly comfortable starting pits in a flex. I would start him as a tight end. But as a flex, I just feel like there's probably other guys out there that are in line for a better week. All right. A quarterback question here from Al asking to start between Tua, Russell Wilson, or Cam Newton. I would actually go Cam Newton, as crazy as that sounds. I don't trust Russ Wilson yet. And and it's a tough matchup versus Arizona at home for Arizona. It's not good. 
19 hours of rehab in the finger, just uh, not enough. Yeah. Rehab. You know what? You know what? I The whole time, like there were too many superlatives. This is the most miraculous healing of all time. It was as if Jesus came down and particularly blessed Russell Wilson's hand. There was no way he was going to have a big week. I'm sorry. I didn't start him anywhere. I stayed away from him. And I love Russell Wilson. I hope he's back. But until I see him look like he can, it really is as healthy as everyone claims. I'm, I can't start him. I need to see him connect. And, you know, and it's too bad because he and Tyler Lockett have, have been good uh, versus Arizona, but I, I just, uh, I hate it, but it's true. I, I also like two. I like Tua versus the Jets, but Cam, I don't know. I just think he has a lot to prove and, and the matchup's so, so good. And it's his former coach and all those storylines. Yeah, Cam is back, as he uh, screamed on national uh, TV. Uh, going back to a Kyle Pitts question here from Tim. 10-team uh, league, half-point PPR, eight bench spots. Uh, my tight ends, Kyle Pitts, only tight end on the roster. Both Dan Arnold and Logan Thomas are available on waivers. Would you pick up one of them for a best position uh, for depth for the remainder of the year? Yeah, if you have the room, um, go Logan Thomas. Okay, they're moving on. Next question here. Any breakout wide receivers not in the top 25 that could shine this week like Agnew need some help as current wide receivers are facing a tough defense? And it's a question from our pal Amit. Okay, so if you want to go, if you want to dig really deep and we're talking outside top 25, we're probably talking outside top 50. It's uh, Marcus Johnson for the Titans because that uh, offense, I'm sorry, that defense, that Houston defense is incredibly generous to wide receivers. And we saw him have 100 yards. He got five of six targets last week. He was the most targeted wide receiver behind A.J. Brown. And they're going to need that. And, you know, so I think Marcus Johnson's like your really long shot there. Otherwise, you know, Rashad Bateman, who we've mentioned multiple times, is a really good matchup with Chicago. And, um, yeah, that's probably where I would go. I would probably go with one of those two. I think Jalen Waddles, another really good one. Uh, I'm not sure if he, he's probably already in the top 25 though. All right. We got a question here surrounding Mr. Unlimited who we we're just talking about. Uh, what should I do with my Russell Wilson slash Lockett stack half point PPR redraft league? Do I start either of them? Tannehill might be the only other viable option on my waiver wire. And this question is from Robert. Well, Tannehill is in a really, really good situation. I would start Tannehill over Russell Wilson this week. Uh, I just don't trust Russell Wilson yet, but I would probably still start Lockett. I wouldn't worry too much about a stack in a weekly fantasy football league. That's kind of something I'd be more worried about in a daily or a DFS and you're really trying to take down a tournament. I wouldn't worry about splitting up those guys. Uh, and and I, would, I would start Tannehill this week. I know it feels weird to say that, but I, I feel like he's in a better position. Uh, question here from Tom asking if it's worth picking up Zach Wilson uh, as a bench QB over Cam Newton. No, Cam Newton is, has so much more potential than Zach Wilson. And you know, Zach Wilson isn't even starting this week. Like he's, he's still not quite come along all the way that to the point that we're going with Joe Flacco. So not encouraging. We have another uh, question from a meet here with receivers. Please pick one receiver from below for this week. Uh, Corey Davis, Manuel Sanders, Pittman, or Mooney. And this is a half point PPR league. I'm going to go Sanders. He's still seeing the, so many air yards. Um, I know Diggs had the bigger week last week, but I'm going to go Sanders because the matchup's really juicy with Indianapolis. Good question here uh, with tomorrow's uh, Thursday night game from El Tiburon. If Cordell Patterson is active, should you play him? Yes. If he's active, you play him. I like, like we were saying though, he's superhuman if he's active. Um, but I don't know how you don't play him. There's so many ways they may just put him in for a few trick plays that could pay off because he is their offense, <laughs> basically. 
Question from Steve P. Gaskins or Carter? That's such a good question. That's a really, really good question. Okay, I like them both. If I have to pick one, I'm picking Gaskin because the Jets are just so abominable versus the run. I mean, it's just really almost comically bad. Um, but the other side of this is really good too. I love Michael Carter. But again, Joe Flacco, we don't exactly know how it's going to go. So go Gaskin. We have a question from Jeff here, but I believe you answered it. It's between uh, Cam Newton and Russell Wilson for quarterback, but you're siding with Cam, right? I would go with Cam. Yeah, I would go with Cam. Uh, trade question here. Should I trade mm-hmm. Aaron Jones and Bateman for AJ Brown and Damian Harris? I have Chubb, Montgomery, Ingram, and Daryl Williams. Also have Evans, Antonio Brown, Beasley, and Robinson. Yes. All right. And uh, the last question is, uh, what's the deal with Calvin Ridley guessing? What should you do with Calvin Ridley if you have him on your roster still? You know, I wish I knew what the deal was with Calvin Ridley, but he's going to be out at least one more week. And then we just don't know. And unfortunately, even when he was playing this year, it didn't quite look like he was in the right space. Now, maybe when he comes back from his break, he will be in a better space. But, you know, I would if you can keep him on the IR, I would keep him because you never know. But probably he's lost to you for the season. And that's it for questions. Thanks again, folks, for uh, tweeting at Jen, at myself, yeah. at Extra Points Pod. And while you're also tweeting us questions and obviously liking, subscribing us on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, <laughs> uh, also extrapoints.com slash arcade. I think that's today right. is the last day to do the uh, November prop quiz. A lot of fun questions, TV stuff, movies. Um, and then obviously you have your NFL picks, NFL props, and uh, college football picks. So please sign up for that. And uh, sign up is free. Name, email, and you get to win a gold uh, Extra Points app. If you're listening to this podcast, please know that you can always join us live on Wednesdays on Twitter, YouTube, all, you know, Facebook, all those places we've mentioned, and you can type in your questions. Um, so if you happen to be available at 5 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesdays and you can tune in, jump in with questions because we'll take them. Even if we have a guest, maybe I'll throw them to the guest too. You can get a couple of answers. We want to help you win your leagues. That's what we're here for at Extra Points. We're here to help you win money and embarrass your friends and family by helping you beat them down. That is our absolute goal that is what we want to help everyone achieve so please tune in and and if you can't remember you can always tweet us at jen piacenti i'll spell it at j-e-n-p-i-a-c-e-n-t-i i I know probably nobody knows how to spell that when i say that at edward l murphy which is spelled like anybody with common sense would spell it because he has a normal name pretty much yeah Yeah, I have, to, I have to pay Twitter for this, the at spaghetti handle. I got to figure that out. So. <laughs> you do. It would be so yeah. awesome if you could actually be at spaghetti. Like Prego would be mad. I, yeah, I know. I'd have a lot of uh, pasta companies coming to me. How did, how did he take our handle? Uh, yes. And as Eddie mentioned, don't forget, go to extrapoints.com slash arcade. Play with us. Make your NFL picks. I had the worst um, betting day of my entire life on Sunday. The absolute most embarrassing. I did not get like anything right. Seriously, it was terrible. I really hope that there returns a little bit of normalcy uh, the next week or two because it's becoming uh, frustrating. Who are you picking for the Thursday night game, Eddie? Are you taking New England in the points or are you expecting another crazy upset? Look, I, you know, we talked about this on minus three a few days ago with uh, Hench and Damashek. I, coming in this year, I wasn't like that sold in the Patriots. Like, uh, Max Jones, I did like more than most just from watching with Todd in Alabama. Um, and I, I thought people, you know, love saying, well, he played with really good players. It's like, well, 
yeah, you know who he went against in defense and practice? Also really good players running the NFL. Like, uh, I, I believed in him, but I just didn't like the rest of the roster. But it seems like, you know, Matt Judon, great great pickup on defense for them. Belichick, really, people forgot, like, he's still a good coach. Like, yeah, Brady left, but in Brady won, but Bel- Belichick is still great. And uh, I think last year was just a weird year for them. And they're good. And, you know, with Atlanta, like we mentioned, Cal Ridley is not going to be there. Cordarella Patterson still banged up. I, I think I like the Patriots in this one. I do too. I'm nervous though, because I just feel like every time I felt like, I, I mean, I was sure it was going to be Baltimore last week. And every time I'm just like, I feel like my heart's been crushed. So I hope that that reverses because I, I do. I like the Patriots here. I actually find it odd that they're only favored by six and a half. When you start breaking it down and how these teams have been playing, like it seems like it should be more. And that makes me wonder, is there something I don't get here? Do they know Cordero Patterson is playing already? Maybe they do. The line has moved. It was 47 and a half. Now it's 47. Would you take the over or the under here? Well, I mean, if Mac Jones is slinging touchdown passes left and right, if he throws for another three touchdowns and, you know, Atlanta's defense isn't great, they'll score some points. I mean, uh, fingers crossed if Patterson does play. I kind of like the over in this one. Interesting. I took the under, but I mean, like I can see it going either way. Uh, I kind of feel like they're on a short week. They may not come out as strong. Like they'll, they'll, they'll score, score more points, maybe not as much. And Atlanta's just pathetic. I don't know. I don't, but who knows? I mean, I actually, I'm not actually betting the under. I'm just putting a mark. I'm putting a flag in it in case it happens that I thought that that's what could happen if I can take credit for it later. That's, that's legal. That's that's fine. It is, right? I, I'm, I'm totally with you, though. Let's, let's get back to some normalcy because the last few weeks <laughs> been tough picking uh, against these spreads. And so let's just get it back to, to where, like, oh, the good teams are beating the bad teams. Okay, good, thank yeah. you. Good teams, please try to beat the bad teams. That's what we're asking. That's all we're asking. Please, good teams beat bad teams. And speaking of good teams, your team, I'm sure, is a good team. If it's not a good team, we will help it become a good team. Remember, you can always tweet us at extra points pod at Jen Piacendi at Edward L. Murphy. We are here to help you. And in the meantime, we will be back next week for a Thanksgiving week episode. Um, probably also on Wednesday, but um, we will tweet out the exact schedule uh, so that you guys can join in with your questions and we will still be taking your questions, maybe a little bit shorter of an episode next week, but we will make sure that you are set up because I know there are a lot of Thursday games. So there will be a lot of decisions to be made and it's coming down the street. It's the most important time of the year. In the meantime, uh, you guys all have a great week and enjoy the football.